You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 157 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have a very exciting episode for you folks. We have a two-headed monster on the podcast this week. We have one returning guest, the lovely Christine Dwyer, who played my mother in Finding Neverland on tour very briefly when I did that for a couple weeks, and then... And uh, we are joined by her wonderful husband, uh, Matt DeAngelis, who is another Broadway star um, and someone I just had the pleasure to work with. And his talent is so ridiculous. And we get to talk about what it's like to be a Broadway couple and what it means to, you know, do a Broadway show at the same time or do shows at different time and what the schedule looks like. And uh, that is specifically what it's like to tour with one another or without one another. Uh, So we have some really cool conversations here some never before like unique conversations that we haven't had on the podcast here before and we also talk about something very important which is the Janice Jam and the Janice Jam is an annual event that is to put in place I guess and started to celebrate uh, Janice DeAngelis Matt's mom who uh, passed away last year due to breast cancer and as actors we work very closely with Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, the Actors Fund, well now called the Entertainment Community Fund, uh, and they both work very closely and directly with uh, the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative. So we get to talk about that and what that uh, organization means to us as performers, but also as, for Matt's case uh, and Christine, what it means to them having gone through a process which uh, the organization has helped out in such a huge way and and continuously giving back and um, so many wonderful things. So we're going to talk about it all and it's a concert and it's featuring so many Broadway stars, including some upcoming Take a Bow guests, which we are very excited about. So before we get it over to that, um, I think we just got to turn it over to some Broadway news because I have some news of my own for Take a Bow. And then of course, we can get into the Broadway news. So some Broadway, all the Broadway related news this week, I'm going to start out by saying, Take a Bow is doing, uh, it's confirmed, we're doing two episodes a week for the month of June. Who knows if this will go into July as well. Um, We shall see. But uh, definitely for the month of June, we are releasing, obviously, today, the start of June on June 1st, which is our regular Thursday episode drop. 
But um, after today, we will be dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays. And I have uh, the dates. I have the guests lined up. I am so excited to share this with you guys. This is going to blow your minds. I've never seen a month like this. And uh, the fact that I was able to, I don't know, now that I'm out of school, I've had more time to focus on the podcast and everything and, and focus on getting guests and all of these things that we could do outside of just the recording a podcast and everything. So we have some really cool content coming up and really cool guests coming up. So I have a post coming out on Instagram. They're going to be the first to find out who the guests are. They're going to get exact dates of the episodes releasing in June and all the things. So make sure you go check us out on Instagram. We're also going to be posting a TikTok about it. I'm very excited for all of it. Check us out at Take About Podcast on all the social channels. Um, we're very excited for this month. It's unbelievable. It's Pride Month. There's so much to celebrate. Happy Pride for everyone who celebrates and everyone who's in in the community. I'm so excited for this month and we are going to uh, give us all a little something more to celebrate and be proud of. I'm very excited for it and we have some crazy guests that you can go check out on our Instagram now. Okay, so that's that. Just to say one more time, after today, Thursday, June 1st, we will be releasing on Tuesdays and Fridays. So the next episode will be coming out June 6th on Tuesday. And then the next episode after that, you won't have to wait a full week. You'll just have to wait till Friday, June 9th, and you get to, you know, have the whole weekend to digest and entertain and enjoy that content or just listen to it on Monday before our next episode comes out on Tuesday. So that'll be the month of June. It's gonna be bonkers and i cannot wait to share it with you all um so that's that and now uh into the broadway broadway news we've got some tea um i mean the writers guild association uh strike is still going on we now have some you know a a bit of a I guess tiff, I guess, between Here Lives Love and the orchestra and musicians of Broadway. Um, Here Lives Love is a upcoming Broadway show, uh, David Brin's upcoming Broadway show directed by Alex Timbers. Um, it's the first Broadway show that's going to feature an all Filipina cast and uh it's gonna be fantastic and i'm so excited about it um however they released a statement saying that uh they were not gonna have a live orchestra and they were gonna have tracks and because of the music and all of the they want to honor it correctly um they don't want to do their own like broadway twist on it and hire broadway musicians they're just wanting to have like a karaoke it's it's kind of a, a homage to uh the the cultures that here lies love is trying to um celebrate and represent and kind of uh paying forward to them, I guess, um, for lack of a better term. I don't know. Uh, that was David Brin's kind of um, announcement in that sense. But then the musicians came out. They were unhappy with the news. Um, the Broadway house uh, that 
Here Lies Love is going into is literally called the Broadway Theater. And that's where like Fiddler on the Roof and Miss Saigon and King Kong. It's where all of these huge musicals go in. And it's a bigger, it's one of Broadway's biggest houses. Um, And the musician requirements differ depending on which house. So um, when you're putting into a musical to a house, every uh, Broadway theater has its own requirements of like backstage hands and how many uh, people minimum can be in the orchestra. And of course they have a maximum and everything like that, but uh, they have a minimum of how large the orchestra can be. So for this house, it's one of the largest houses. So the minimum is one of the biggest on Broadway. So um, this is obviously putting a lot of musicians out of work and uh, musicians and their unions were not happy with that. So um, there is a bit of um, some conflict between the two, I guess you could say. Um, I I don't have a, an opinion on either side. I understand both sides. Um, we've seen a no orchestra on Broadway before, and we've seen like these tracks uh, been done. So uh, I, I don't know what to think on it, but it's a very big story. It's something that we will have to continue to keep an eye on because it is something that is uh, – quite historic in our industry um, to just be going through this and what it means for the future uh, of Broadway and musicals and stuff like that. So um, it'll be interesting to follow. The show opens, they start their first preview on June 17th, and then they open later in July. Um, But yeah, the June 17th, they'll have to figure out uh, and come to an agreement with the musicians union, and they'll either have to do a track or they'll have to do half and half or maybe have a track with a minimum orchestra i don't know i don't know what's going to happen but they're going to have to come to an agreement uh before june 17th or performances may uh, start to get delayed which no show wants to do so uh we will wait and see and i will get back to you on all this it's kind of a crazy time both sides said things that were like whoa type things that I don't know if they really meant or if they was kind of in the heat of the moment. So I don't want to say any of that, but uh, you can read all about it on like the New York Times and uh, Broadway World and Playbill and all that stuff. But uh, it's quite a a big deal going on right now. So uh, that's that. I'm very excited to announce uh, New York City Center's gala presentations and their encore series for this year. Uh, New York City Center is literally unstoppable right now. I am obsessed with New York City Center and what they're doing. They're literally giving everybody a chance to see shows that they haven't seen or that they know that won't be able to see for a long time or maybe people didn't get to see it because they didn't get its, uh, you know, proper do i guess when it was on broadway you know shows ended uh very quickly or whatever it may have been or just uh something that hasn't been on broadway for a long time and they want to give this new generation of broadway fans an opportunity to see this um so it's really cool what they're doing their gala presentation is a show called pal joey which is very exciting uh their cast they announced for it ephraim sykes uh jennifer holiday so many freaking cool people uh it's going to be led by the two of them uh very very exciting and then they have encores announcement uh one being sutton foster is going to be starring in once upon a mattress which i'm so excited about i literally haven't seen any of these shows so i'm very excited to see all of these um so sutton foster once upon a mattress uh jelly's last jam and 
Titanic. We are going to be able to see Titanic. I am so excited because I obviously didn't get to see it on Broadway. Um, but I'm I'm just, this is going to be great. And uh, cast announcements aren't all set yet uh none of the encores are other than Sutton Foster being in Once Upon a Mattress but obviously more casting announcements will uh be coming out later so can't wait to share that with you all um okay uh moving on Kelly Clarkson is writing a Broadway musical I'm so excited for this are you kidding me Kelly Clarkson is an icon and I'm obsessed with her uh, her talk show is everything. Her judging on the voice is everything. Like I, I've become the biggest Kelly Clarkson and Niall Horan fan lately, and it's a problem. And so I was obsessed when they announced that she was transferring her talk show to from Hollywood to New York. Um, because then I was like, oh my God, wait, I want to work on the set. Or, oh my God, wait, I'll be in a live audience one day for it because I will literally be uh, applying every day trying to get into her show um and just be in the audience and, and see her work her magic magic live i'm obsessed so uh i was very excited to see this news uh now that she is coming to new york obviously because she's workshopping a musical um and uh, i don't know if it's gonna be like of her music uh or if it's literally like she's writing original music for a broadway musical which i am here for and literally just take my money now um i am very excited but uh that'll be very interesting and it's so important for broadway to get these people honest to god more light and more uh names on broadway i know it's unfortunate for like the smaller people who haven't got an opportunity who are just as talented and everything but Broadway is nowhere near the, I guess it doesn't have the fan base or uh, I guess the loyal fan base or the money that industries such as movies and TV and concerts and whatever, all of them have. So uh, to bring people who are part of those industries and get them to a smaller market such as Broadway, um, it's just so exciting and such a huge step for musical theater in general, uh, which is all we're trying to do here. We're just trying to support everyone in musical theater and continue to help it grow and hopefully everyone will succeed because that's what we're rooting for here on Take a Bow. So uh, very exciting stuff. Ham for Ham. They're doing another Ham for Ham and I think I'm going to be able to be at this one. I'm so excited. Uh, Friday, you know the drill. Every Friday there seems to be a new Ham for Ham. It's like with new Broadway shows of the season which is so exciting. I am, am assuming, I'm like, I don't know how long this can go on. I don't know what his plan is but Lynn's cooking up something. I'm assuming assuming just with the trends lately that uh this is gonna last until the tonys he seems to be doing all of the best musicals or best revivals uh he seems to be including those including best plays as well uh new plays i guess that i i guess because i don't think i've seen any revival plays at hand for Ham yet but yes oh wait just kidding doll's house was there what am i talking about um anyways but he seems to be doing uh the shows that were nominated and the shows that are being represented at the tony so i wonder if this is gonna just uh, kind of marketing for the tonys and that's gonna end there or what's going on because hand for Ham is iconic and these literally they've been shutting streets down for these ones uh they've been blocking the street off there's just so many people there it's been incredible to see this community you know 
watch Ham for Ham and, and be supportive of Broadway uh, it, it live, you know, and not virtually or whatever they were doing during the pandemic. It's really, really fun and cool to, to see. Uh, I said fun and cool, by the way. I know I said that really fast and that may have sounded like something else, but I was like, oh my God, no, I did not just say that. I promise. Um, anyways, okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, so Sweeney is going on tour. Sweeney Todd is going on tour. So excited for this. I get to see Sweeney Todd this Sunday. Um, it's my first time ever ever seeing a production of Sweeney Todd live. I'm so excited. And I was so excited to hear that more people, uh, you know, around the States will be able to see this production. Well, not this exact production, because I doubt this cast will go out there. But more people will be able to see this musical, I'm sure because it's Sweeney Todd, and it's an iconic show that they will be able to attach names to it. So I'm sure the cast is going to be incredible. Either way, uh, truly, I just I can't wait. And uh, I can't wait to see Sweeney Todd on Sunday. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of it for the Broadway news. I do want to say congratulations and happy opening to everyone over at Grey House, the uh, the play. Oh my God. The horror thriller play that's currently on Broadway, which is super exciting. I got the chance to cover it last night and had an absolute blast. So content from that will be coming out shortly as well. Uh, And that'll be exclusively on YouTube. So make sure you head over and subscribe to our YouTube channel to see when all of that content comes out. All right, that's all I have. I've been long-winded here. Let's talk about the Janice Jam. Let's talk with Christine Dwyer and Matt DeAngelis about their careers. We have some waitress talk, uh, especially because the pro shot is coming out soon. Hello, and Matt was in it. I'm so excited. We talk about Diane Paulus, all the things. So without further ado, Matt DeAngelis and Christine Dwyer, curtain up. All right, this week's guest is Double Trouble. We have one returning guest and one brand new guest. Uh, They are Broadway's power couple who have been in some of the most iconic shows such as Wicked, Waitress, and Hair. Uh, And next up, they are joining forces to raise money in support of the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative, part of the Entertainment Community Fund at Haswell Greens, uh, with their annual celebration, the Janice Jam. So welcome to Take a Bow, Christine Dwyer and Matt DeAngelis. How are we doing? We're great. doing great. Thanks, doing for ha- great. thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks oh for having me. Oh my God. I'm honored. Are you kidding me? Mom and dad, are you kidding? This is great. <laughs> um, this is, that was a mouthful for me there in the intro that you guys are uh, an impressive duo. And now uh, it's on, It's an honor to have you guys on here together. Oh, thank so, you. There's, um, a, there's an old joke when we collect money for Broadway Cares every year. And it's like everybody, once a year, twice a year, the Broadway community comes together to try to pronounce the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative. Yes. <laughs> It's so true. Are you kidding me? That name is like a mouthful. Oh my god! Um, but it's so great what you guys are doing and and supporting it and raising money for uh, the organization. Hundred percent of the ticket uh, proceeds go to the organization, which is super cool. Um, and so, talk to me about the Janice Jam. How did it all come about? Um, and and talk to me about what you're doing that night. Yeah. So uh, sadly, last summer, uh, while I was doing Waitress on tour and Christine was doing mm-hmm. uh, Ragtime at Silicon Valley um, out in California, we lost my mother, Janice DeAngelis, to breast cancer, to metastatic uh, stage four breast cancer. Um, and so having gone through that, my mom was a, a real force of nature and she loved the Broadway community and she saw every show and she had friendships with so many Broadway actors that didn't even involve me. Like she met oh. me, but she was just straight up friends with all these people and she was just a real vibrant person. And 
um, sort of just because of circumstances, my family, we haven't really got a chance to have a true celebration for her yet. And it's uh, coming up on the year anniversary of her passing. And um, Brian Campion over at Playbill and uh, Maxwell Haddad and Amber Coates and I kind of came up with this idea or they're supporting this idea that we had actually. And um, we wanted to have a celebration for her and to raise money. I mean, I feel like we're less than 10 years away from eradicating this thing and, and from really mm-hmm. being able to prevent people from going through what we went through and losing her. And, um, you know, one of the coolest things about being on Broadway for as long as we've been is like we we got to ask friends for favors and everybody showed up. And it means right. a lot. It's It's a testament to her. It's a testament, hopefully, to us trying to live our lives like her and include people. I always said my mother was the queen of everybody gets a Valentine. Oh, I, I tried to live my life that way. And, and I think that this event is sort of all hands on deck. And a lot of people have really, you know, there are people who are like Emma Hunton is flying herself from L.A. to donate that ticket price to, to the charity. Omar Cardona from The Voice is flying himself here to do this event because they believe in what we're doing. And we're really excited to have them. It's mm. going to be a great night. I love that. And so basically, it's a rock concert. Uh, everyone's going to be singing some rock songs or rock Broadway songs. Is that what it is? Uh, it's it's mostly rock and roll. So we're teaming up okay. with um, rock and roll debauchery. That was actually um, a thing that Brian Campione uh, and Angel Reed started to produce. And I was in, I think, like their maybe second or third version of, of that concert. And when we brought this to Brian's attention, he was like, well, why don't we team up? And, you know, we already have kind of like an infrastructure in place and we, it can be rock and roll debauchery and Ember Productions presents, you know, Broadway rocks for breast cancer, the Janice Jam. And so um, it, it's going to be mostly rock songs. Uh, there are going to be two songs in there that kind of take the night down a little bit to, to, mm-hmm. to really um, just, remember the people that we've lost, um, uh, allow people to, to just like take a breather from, from the rock concert. To unmelt their faces. Yeah. And, and, you know, to to realize that this is, this is for, um, people who are still struggling, people who we've lost and people who, you know, will be affected by this disease (coughs) later (laughs) on in their lives. I mean, I think one of the things that, that we've actually recognized from doing this is so many people like this, this matters of course, deeply to us and it's so personal, but it's so personal to so many people. So many of my yeah. friends have, have lost um, parents and aunts and, and sisters and, and friends to breast cancer. And, and so, people who are healthy have had scares right. with this. Absolutely. It, it's just a thing. And yeah, and we want to grow this and we want to grow the awareness for this disease. And hopefully next year we're going to have like the mammogram van outside and we're going to offer that for oh, wow. people attending and, we just want to make this a place where everybody can come together and have a good time. But like she said, we want to make sure that we remember that it's, there it's is still an ongoing, battle it's an ongoing and, battle and people are struggling. Yes. And, and, um, you know, we have, we know a lot that breast cancer is one of the thi- one of the cancers that we, should, we really do know a lot about, except that yeah. there are still, you know, people who, who pass from it, who, um, who, aren't really able to provide themselves with healthcare to even catch it in time, things like that, um, that we want to don't, we want to donate our time and donate the money that we make from this concert to make sure that everybody can take care of themselves and everyone can continue to stay healthy in their lives. And that there's, there's nobody left out there that, um, that can't help themselves, uh, who might be affected by this disease. So that's, that's a really important part to us, uh, for us. Absolutely. Um, it's always as like 
you know, it, at being in this community, you know how special the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative is in, in this organization and in, in our world. Um, I'm curious, do you guys have a relationship with them? Like, did, were they uh, a pivotal role in your mother's, um, I don't know, experience with all of this? You know, it's funny, uh, not, not directly. They just happen to be the New York theater-based charity that is for this. But one thing that gotcha. was wild... Um, we partnered, Waitress partnered with Susan G. Komen for Breast Cancer Awareness mm. Month, and the waitresses all changed, they changed the uniforms pink for the month of the three waitresses. Oh. And I remember the day they announced that was the day I found out my mother had breast cancer. So that was wow. super, super, you know, synchronistic and, and whatever. But um, no, the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative has been really special to me just because I've done so much work with Broadway Cares over the years, and I've been the auctioneer for waitress and <laughs> over Christine's head is our little plaque. We won, we won on the tour. Yes. We raised a bunch of money. And, and I'm really proud of the work that I've done with, with Broadway cares and with Phyllis Newman over the years. And it's really nice to, but that's always been inside of somebody else's infrastructure. Right. And, and mm. I'm unbelievably proud of the small piece that I played in helping us raise that kind of money. And I'm sure autograph, yeah. autograph memorabilia from Sarah Bareilles didn't hurt our numbers, but I feel like, <laughs> I um, but, um, and, it's nice to kind of just do my own thing. And, and this has been a labor of love for me and it's helped me channel my grief. And it, my mom yeah. was a person, like I said, who brought people together and who made everybody feel seen and heard and welcome. And I want mm. her legacy and hopefully our legacy to be, to be hosting an annual event that helps people that makes sure that everybody feels like they're a part of something. Yeah. And that's, that's really important to me. And it's been really, really nice to, partner with an organization like the entertainment community fund who is so their mission is so clear and they help so many people so directly and they cut out so much red tape. Yes. You don't have to fill out a bunch of forms. Yes. If, if there are artists in trouble, they just give you the money and it's and, really great. And that, I mean, one thing, you know, that I, I was in a lot of shows where I gave the speech and had, mm -hmm. you know, said, ask people for money and everything. And I remember there was one specific year when I was on tour with Wicked um, and one of the ensemble members who had been in Wicked forever, uh, you know, tearfully kind of brought up, um, we were trying to get people to sign posters and we were trying to get people to, to donate their time and stay after and count the money and do all these things. And, and she brought up at a company meeting that, um, that she actually had a breast cancer scare and what she was unemployed at the time and didn't, didn't have health insurance and didn't have anything. And that this organization actually directly helped her be able to go to the doctor, be able to get the treatment that she needed. And now she's, you know, wow. thriving and, and, and still here. And, um, and that, that was just something that, that really struck me because, you know, we do, we do do this every, tw twice a year, every year. And we, we hear the name and we hear the initiative and we hear about the actors fund and we hear about all these things, but to actually look at someone in the face that you, that you've known, you've been on tour with for three and a half years or however long it was to say this actually saved my life potentially. And, and it, do, it does truly directly help people. Like you said, it cuts, it cuts out the red tape. It, it, it allows people to get the care that they need. And, and that, that is a real story. And that is not the only story in any Broadway show or, 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 you know, for people who aren't even in the entertainment community, like these, these funds legitimately directly help human beings struggling and um, struggling to pay for healthcare, which obviously which is, is a, a huge, problem. a huge problem in our country. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're just, we're, we're very happy to kind of put Janice's name um, 
elevated on this thing. Because she would have she, been geeked that she was oh on my, Playbill. Oh my time. gosh, so geeked. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's, just, it's important to us. She always supported artists. I mean, just like Matt said, even even without him being there, she was going to the tours to see our friends. She was going backstage, going backstage bringing food bringing for the cat. Food. Yeah. yeah, like she was Aww. one of those people that really did constantly support artists and was so excited for every single person who got a gig or was going to be in town and she she was there to support or she was coming to New York and she was going to see her show you yeah. know and so i think that um just being able to bring the broadway community her name and this amazing organization that we both know truly directly does help people is just really special and really important and um and something that we want to continue every year Absolutely. And this is the first annual one. So this is the big kickoff event. Uh, and you have some like amazing, like your lineup is incredible. Uh, you already mentioned some of them, but uh, I'll name some more for us Broadway fans. You know, you have Javier Munoz, you have Samantha Pauly, you have uh, Caitlin Houlihan, you have, I mean, obviously you two. Um, so talk to me, like, what, what does that mean just to have all of these friends in one place to celebrate you know, what's going on tonight and in support of such an amazing organization? Well, I think it's one of those things that I don't think I ever take it for granted. But like when you look around at like the swath of people that are in our ethos, <laughs> it's crazy how talented the people that we spend all of our time with are. Right. Yeah. And it, it, like I said before, it means a lot. I didn't have to push anybody. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. even people that we don't know well, we, we met Samantha Polly. Uh, on a gig like a year ago. Yeah. And, and I, I, I was like, oh, we should ask her. I mean, on the off chance that she's not busy doing her own stuff, which she, she even is. Like she's been and she doing, made time. she did a concert, solo concert last night and she's going on like, you know, a mini tour. Um, and right. I mean, I, I texted her out of the blue. It was just like, hey, how have you been? Um, we're doing this thing. This is what it is. If you have the, the date set. And her text back to me was, was dates already in my calendar? Absolutely. Like yeah. it was it's, just... Pretty cool. It's just really cool. And everyone's response was like that. And then and then like really even wonderful. old friends coming out of the woodwork for any fans out there of, of Broadway, I'm sure they know Voctiv. They're a acapella, they've gone viral a bunch of times. One of the guys who sings with them is Omar Cardona's brother, EJ, who is also on X Factor, who's also one of the best singers in the world. Oh my I've God. known him for even longer than I've known Omar. And I mess he messaged me asking about tickets or whatever. He's like, Hey, I want, I'm coming up to see my brother in this thing, like tickets. I go, You want to sing something? And he goes, yeah. And so now he's in the show and it's just been this, this kind of like, and, and also not only the performers in the show, we have an hour and 15 minute pre-show uh, where we have three of the world's greatest magicians. They work at Speakeasy Magic at the McKittrick Hotel. Uh, Matthew Holdsclaw, Prakash Peru and Rachel Waxman are, um, are confirmed to be doing up close magic. We have Luke Hawkins, who's one of the world's greatest tap dancers, who's going to be bring his tap board and do tap. My he, friend he's Alex on tour with Gary yeah. Connick Jr. all the time, and we actually did one of our first summer theater gigs together when we were both in college. So I've known him since I was like nineteen. We've got old. four like <laughs> ambiance dancers who are also then going to run our silent auction, and we've got my friend Alex Knee is going to be doing a juggling thing during. So we have like an entire show planned. Not to mention, aside from the wonderfully talented people who have donated their time to do this so many people have given us swag and things to do in our we have tickets to shucked six hadestown lion king oh. uh sleep no more speakeasy magic titanic uh a beautiful noise i mean we so many people have just believed in what we're doing and i think that we're going to give 
people a really, really good show and a really an opportunity to, to get some really cool items and other theater experiences. And it's also just going to be a an awesome concert. Yeah, I mean, good. with with the yeah. ones that you said that we had, like once we actually really kind of put it all down on paper, we were like, oh my god, Damn. like this is this is a concert that I would go to, want to be at. Like yeah. this is literally very we, that's how. When I texted you and I was like, oh my God, this looks sick. I saw it from your Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I want to go to this. Yeah. And then I was yeah. like, oh my God, wait, this is so cool. I, I love everything that you guys are doing. And I didn't even know that all of this uh, other stuff, flashy things will be there, you know? <laughs> Dude, wait till you see these guys. For any, for any of you guys listening to this podcast, check out Speakeasy Magic at the McKittrick Hotel. It's like a three-hour show. It's- and Amazing. it's up close magic, and they do three live stage shows right in front of you. Literally, the best. I would say, outside of Las Vegas, there is not a better magic show in America than Speakeasy Magic in the Big Oh my god! And that was also really special to us too, because when oh yeah we, we went and one one of the Prakash, uh, Prakash um, one of his things is like someone get someone on the phone right now uh, to to like help me do this magic trick. And I always know my mom before it was even done ringing one time, she had her phone. So I said, like, "Mom, mom, we're in a magic trick here." Yeah, and she like did a magic show with these yeah. guys over the phone. So that's also really special to us too that they're they're going to be here and that they, even though I don't know that they ever met her, they no. talked to her on the phone a couple of times and she was oh. part of their show and now they're going to be a part of hers, which I think is really um, yeah. special and Aww. and just very cool. So uh, we're we're so thrilled to to have people show up for us for to show up for the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative to show up for Janice and um to just like make this a really fun celebration that's what that's what we want it to be a celebration to raise money to help people that's that's the, our main goal and everybody has been so generous with their time and um and we just really really truly appreciate it and can't wait for every year it, it to get bigger and bigger and better and better but i think yeah. we're starting off with a bang we're starting off with a bang for sure <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so excited. This is like, I'm so, I can't wait. And this is going to be, uh, where, where can we find tickets to, to, for those who want to come on our Instagram, we'll be having all the links. We, if we can probably read the, we can read the, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's an event bright page, but it is on my, um, uh, Insta. I think you can just search the Janice jam on eventbrite.com. I think, cause nothing else is called that. I don't think. Yeah, you can even do it on Google and it takes you just find the Eventbrite. It's one of the first oh. things that'll pop up along with the Playbill article. Um it's eventbrite.com slash E slash the dash Janice dash jam dash Broadway dash rocks dash four dash breast dash cancer dash tickets. <laughs> Yeah, I think they should just Google it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long. Are, like, wait, I gotta get a pen. Or <laughs> well, they can rewind if they need to. Yeah. Um, go to my Instagram at Cteen Dryer. I know that's weird, and I don't know why I did that, but that's what my Instagram name is now: C T E E N D R Y E R. And um, Matt's is at. M A T T D E A N G E L I S twenty two. Yep, and, and all that, the links yeah. are on there, and all the links are are yeah. um, in our our profile. And for anybody who isn't able to attend, there is a direct Just Giving page that is also on both of those places, mm-hmm. and will be in our bios. And also, if anybody wants to watch, we're the, there's not enough internet bandwidth at the at the place to sustain like a paid live stream. Right, we're going to work on that for next year. But what we are going to do is Omar Cardona is going to go live on his Instagram for the entire concert for anybody who wants to watch. 
Um, and that is, and so he'll be on his and we'll be able to take additional donations over the course of the concert. We'll be providing that information in his bio. So if you want to watch the show and you can't attend, it'll be on Omar Cardona's channel. Which, yes. Omar, Omar, yeah, Omar Jose Cardona. Audience Love it. Also, you should just look him up anyways. Yeah, he's also, one of the best if, singers in the world. No, I, I actually <laughs> think he might be the best singer in the world. <laughs> oh, wait, I love this. I love this community that we have here at the Janice Jam, this family. It's so cute. Um, you were alluding to the Just Giving page, and that is that link is much easier. So it's justgiving.com slash page slash the Janice Jam 2023. Um pretty clear there and uh very exciting stuff and it's going to be uh on monday june 5th so six to nine so look out for it on all the things uh get your information get your tickets all the things so exciting i'll be there so i can't wait say hi um and say hi to matt and christine and all the all the faves um (laughs) are you kidding me um well since i have you guys i want to talk a little bit about your guys's career some more and talk just broadway um it's tony seasons and all the things have you guys been able to see like any shows no (laughs) well i actually randomly have uh, i've seen more than you you have seen more than me this year um but yeah no there are there are a lot of shows we were actually gone for almost three months in florida doing rock of ages so there was there was that. Then we kind of came back and went full force into this. And um, but but yeah, I've gotten to see. I'm still waiting on seeing Shucked. I've got to do that. But we're very excited. Massachusetts is own. Alex, Alex Newell. Newell is nominated yes. from the same hometown excited. as Janice, by the way. Yep. Yep. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Didn't Alex go to the high school that? No, Bishop Fenwick. Oh, okay. 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 Never mind. This is only interesting <laughs> for your viewers from Massachusetts. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've seen I've seen quite a few of the shows um but i'm still waiting on i have to see new york new york i have to see some like it hot and i have to see shucks we haven't seen angelia either oh. i haven't seen angelia we gotta get to work we gotta get to but work. we're very excited. oh my gosh it's gonna be a really great year i said i'm saying it i've i've been blasting it on my facebook i think what they should do with this writer's strike they should have freestyle love supreme host the tonys and improvise the whole thing that's what i think they should do but i'm just some guy sitting here <laughs> Wait, that's actually so brilliant. Yeah, I don't know if they could have Lynn do it though, because no. I feel like he's yeah, part of the, yeah, the other people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that's that's actually brilliant. I'd yeah. love to see that. Hey, Mark, but they you. already announced the host. I know. Yeah. So it's like it's tricky. I know. But I did. Get Which we love, Ariana. We oh, love. Oh my god, her. it's gonna be amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kimberly, Kimberly Akimbo. Oh yeah, she uh, saw that a couple weeks ago. Um, there was like that one week where I just saw Broadway show after Broadway show. I yeah, you like. went nuts. Um, is that your front runner to win? Well, it's hard to say because I don't like, because I right. haven't seen, I, I'm like a very fair person. I want everyone to win, but <laughs> honestly, I think there are some I really mean, interesting races. It's, I think- it's one of my favorite shows that I've seen in a very long time. Um, I just yeah. thought it was brilliantly executed. I loved the music. Victoria Clark is amazing. Bonnie Milligan is amazing. Justin Bully is amazing. Um, I think Bonnie every- Milligan is a lock to win this year. I think. But, I think so too. I mean, and and just to see someone like her, who we kind of came to the city at the same time, and I I knew her voice from concerts and stuff, and then to be able to see kind of her catapult to to Broadway legend legendary status, you know, with um, Head Over Heels, and then yes. this, I'm just I'm so happy for her, and she's such a great she's person, such a nice and person. she's phenomenal in the show, and and it's just yeah, it's one of those shows that I I think 
I mean, it's Janine Tesori, like pretty much. I just, you know, you can't really go wrong there. So <laughs> I think Shucked could be a dark horse to win Best dark, Musical. Dark, dark yeah. It's I, I do. I, I, and I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough stuff about it and there's enough buzz about it. And I think Broadway has been looking for an original comedy for a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last, I mean, Book of Mormon might've been the last, like true, like it came out of nothing and they just made a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, it's pretty cool. And yeah. I'm really excited for this little show at a theater that frankly doesn't get a lot of foot traffic. They're kind of like the little right. thing that could, you know, they're kind of like off the beaten path and no one's ever heard of it and whatever. And it doesn't have, <laughs> it has a bunch of people that we think are stars in it, but maybe not the most recognizable names ever, but they are killing it. And I'm so happy for them. And like Lots Scott, of Broadway, Scott Stanglin, Yasmin Suleiman, Alex Newell, all really good friends of ours in that show. We're really pulling for them. Oh, really cool. yeah, but I mean, I, and they don't, and they donated four tickets to the did. to the yeah. route, to the auction. Um, yes, we love that. And, and I just think it's it's been nice to see, you know, since since the shutdown and everything. I don't know that we've like really had theaters this full with so many new yeah. shows and so many um, incredible performances. I mean, really, like it's hard it's hard to pick winners because they're all of the shows right now are really eclectic and different yeah. and, um, and all of the yeah. performers and what they're required to do is, is all really eclectic and different, which I think is um, it's what Broadway should be. And it's what Broadway's all about. And so just to see this season of shows that like, you've got the really like super classic musical theater, like New York, Camelot. New York. Well, yeah. Camelot, like all these things. Oh. And then you've got something like shocked and then you've got something like, and Julia, like Aunt Julia. Is, yeah. and it's, you have all of, um, all of these performers doing what we do best, which is like kind of everything. I mean, Broadway performers are yeah. like, we have to do the comedy. We have to do the, the create. I mean, that's what I, I think what I was like so struck by with Victoria Clark is like just how much is required of her in that show. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and there's not like, there's not like a moment where she's not expertly executing a joke or ex- expertly like making you just weep or, yeah. you know, or whatever. And it's, um, um, it, it was just a really special, special show and special performance for me. But, um, but it's, it seems like every single show right now has something like that. That's just like, we're elevating people and performances and stories that like, we haven't, we haven't had in a long time on Broadway, you know, we haven't had something like this in a long time. So it's, it's exciting. I'm really, I'm really proud of everybody for bringing it back and, and, um, and I'm just, after all the nonsense that we've been through with the, with the pandemic and shows opening and closing and then reopening and waitress coming back to Broadway, but closing early. And I mean, we've, it's been such an up and down time for people in the industry that it's like, it'll be nice to just, even though it's weird with the strike and whatever, it's just going to be nice to have the Tonys again, to have something on primetime network television that celebrates what we do. And there was one before, but it didn't, it was still, Broadway was still kind of grinding its way back to life. Like now it feels like even though there's still concerns about whatever, it seems like we're out of the pandemic time and things are starting to feel normal again. And it's going to be really cool to celebrate our friends and to cheer people on. It's going to be, oh, Natasha Williams, a lifer, a lifer in show business. Stop it. Oh, She's the She's best. insane. She is She's the, so good. She is the best. Yeah. I did we we both did waitress with her for a long time. One of my favorite scene partners ever. Oh, she is so special and just oh like God. the sweetest, kindest person and I feel like this nomination is a celebration of a life in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is like so cool. Yeah. Like it, it I totally just, forgot oh, she was in waitress. I'm so excited. Oh. She well, was so I, good. I got really lucky because she 
she got to be on our tour for a few weeks just to help out because of an injury and, and, um, and whatever. And so we kind of, we, we had known each other because he did waitress here. And of course we, I had met her several times, but, um, to actually be on stage with her. And I mean, I think she literally like came in on Tuesday. We rehearsed. She had been doing Mama Morton in Chicago yeah. on, on like on Sunday. Yeah. And Hadn't they, done waitress wow. in like four months. Yeah. And they we rehearsed like from 10 to noon during the day just to get all of our stuff. <sighs> then we did sound check and then we did the show that night. And then she was my best. And she was flawless. Weeks, and she was flawless and amazing. And like, of course. And was able to just like drop right into a relationship with someone that she barely knew um, in a show that those relationships are desperately important. And, um, I was just so thrilled for her, um, because she deserves it. She's earned it. And she's just a phenomenal performer. I mean, really, really, really truly special. So really. Oh my God. You guys have to see something. I know. I know. It's so good. (laughs) I've been like a not so closeted fan of Kevin Delagula for so long. That guy is a genius. He is hilarious. But he was also, he's a writer. He's a producer. He's a director. I mean, that guy wow. is a. You want to talk about somebody who is literally good at everything? It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't even I think it. I've ever met him. Like, he's one of the people in the business that I actually don't know. But I'm like such a fan. I can't even stand it. Oh my god! Wait, that's so cute. <laughs> Harrison is amazing. He's yeah. a good friend of ours. I mean, we're just. That's the other thing too. Is like you know, talking about a life in show business. Like, there are so many people that we consider actual friends who are nominated yeah. this year who are getting who are getting their due and who are getting recognized in a way that we've recognized them for years. And now they're getting the critical recognition that is just, again, it's hard because you don't want to put too much value on what critics say about whatever. And that's a problematic, whatever, but it's just so cool to see these people that we've believed in and seen do such great work for so long, getting celebrated publicly. It's just, we're just, we're over the moon. I can't wait to watch. We're going to have a big party. We're going to have theme cocktails at the house. It's going to be great. I love it. That's so exciting. I know. Tony's our Super Bowl. Except, you know, we Matt and I like the I like Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yes. <laughs> Christine, I don't mean to see me, but Matt and I do. No, no, to be honest, you're right. I don't really care about the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, no, it's so great. I've been saying all season, like, whenever people, like, come on the podcast, I'm always like, what show could I see them in this season? I don't know. It's like a game I play with myself. But I so see Matt. Uh, Matt and Chucked, and I so oh, yeah. see Christine and Anne Juliet. It's oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's it, so I would love to. I would love to do like a little a day miscast, not even a miscast, but like a, a plug and play. That'd be great. We were really hoping we were, <laughs> we we are we are starting to manifest that we want to be in Kimberly Akimbo when it tours. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I feel like I could. I that. love I feel that. Like I, she says I haven't seen it yet. Got to wait, but I'd love to play the dad in that part. Apparently, it's a great. Part. Yeah, you'd be great. It's great. You would be awesome at it for sure. Um, I, well, speaking of, you know, you two touring together, I mean, you guys have toured together a few times, right? Well, a, a waitress. We were on a production contract once, and then we just did the three months in Florida together, which was also really, really cool. Yeah. Well, what What is that like? Because, I mean, touring can be a little lonely, so it must be nice to have a little companionship uh, together yeah. and doing a show together. We're, that must be so cool. I will say this. We're lucky on several levels. Genuinely, I think there are some couples who exist really well with distance between them. I don't mean that, that those are still wonderful relationships, but we aren't. We like we genuinely like to spend all of our time together. I play a lot of golf, and a lot of guys' husbands go play golf to get away from their wives, and I like it when she comes and drinks in the cart. Like I like it. Like it's we like to be together all the time, and so that is really nice. 
Um, but also like yeah. even couples in show business, like we do a lot of concerts together. We teach together. We run a company where we, you know, teach um, like college bound musical theater students together. And that's always really nice. I think we teach really well together. We work really well together, but it's such a rare opportunity to get to be in a show together at all. And then when I really think about like the best I've ever felt as an actor, it was when I was doing the Earl and Jenna scenes with Christine. And that's on so many levels. One, because we have a comfort and we exist and we touch each other in like a couple. So it mm-hmm. instantly makes the scene have more weight, but then also she's my favorite actor. And so yeah. it's, it was so nice to feel that kind of scene safety, right? Like there yeah. was nothing. And see, and scenes that, you know, could be scary and triggering for some people. Un- uncomfortable. Right. Um, it just never felt, that way with I us. could change it up whenever I wanted and I knew she would go with me and she trusted oh. me to change it up in a way that wasn't going to derail the scene. Right. It was just, it was wonderful. It, so, and then on top of that, like we got to travel with our best friend and our dog and we got to yeah. go to some, and we've both toured, I think between the two of us, I think we did the math. We've done over 6,000 performances on the road in our Oh career. my God. And so, you know, the, there isn't a city in America that tours go to that I don't know about. Like that I go, oh, I, I know this place or I got to go to this restaurant that I like or this bar. So then also we got to do that together. Mm-hmm. We got to right. Niagara Falls. We got to go like just like touristy stuff too. We got to do cool things. We did like that. I don't even know what you call it. That like go-kart tour of San Francisco. Oh, that little, yeah, the go-kart tour. Oh, what? what you call it. it was so cool. But um, yeah, just thing, things like that. It was also just, you know, really helpful for me playing that, playing Jenna and Waitress was really difficult. It's, you know, it's it's uh it's a big thing it's it's a heavy lift and you have to go through a lot every single performance it's just one of those parts that the script is so well written that you have like you have no choice except to like go go there with it and you know i I mean cried every day and in a cathartic way but like it was that was a thing and um and just to have someone on the road with me to kind of help with that and like and you know take care of me in that way was was really nice because I had never had that before I you know I I played Elphaba on the road and I didn't have a a partner with me that was like kind of helping me navigate how difficult that was and it was it was really nice to have that um and and just not have to shoulder all of that on my own I guess um because it's it's one thing, you know, you can talk at night at the end of a, a long day or at the end of a long week. And I can, I can explain to him uh, the, the, the things that were, that I was struggling with on finding Neverland, let's say, but he wasn't there. Right. And then to just have, have someone be there was really, um, re- really awesome for me and made the job a whole lot easier. Well, then you, you know, you parse that out too. It's like, you know, we're not going to probably do this forever. There'll be a time when we used to be actors, <laughs> right? Right. And, and when I think about the best, like there, there have been some really cool stuff that I've got. She sang for the president of the United States. I got to, I'm friends with Sarah Bareilles because of Waitress. And like, how cool is right. that? Right. These really cool things have come our way in, in our life. And we live a very exciting life. And we are very, very grateful for all the things that have come our way that we've, that we've gotten. But when I really think about the times that I'm going to think about later, it's going to be those. It's going to be... You know, I mean, I'll never forget, you know, Christine's dad had some health problems and she had to step away from the show for a second. Her first show back. I'll never forget that performance for as long as I live. Doing, going back to Waitress 
even without her at, with my, like, there's these moments, he's like family and we're a family, we're married, right? There's like those moments we're going back to waitress after my mom passed, you know, those kinds of moments are the ones that are going to stick out to me. And the fact that we've got to spend so much time doing a show that we love so deeply. I mean, God, anybody out there listening, bring waitress back to Broadway. Let's go Let's do it again. Amen. Let's do it again. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do that show for the rest of my life and be happy. Um, but it, it's just so good. And the people who make it is, are so good. And we got to do that together. And it was just so special. I'll, I'll just be, I'll be grateful for it for the rest of my life. Yeah, I I always say that Waitress to this day is still my number one all time musical. Like I think I think Waitress and Come From Away are my two favorite musicals, and I'm just bummed. Come From Away is great. Come From Away is non equity now, and I'll never be able to be in it on production contract. But I'll do it regionally somewhere. <laughs> somewhere they'll bring it back. They have to. It's yeah, so good so. from your lips, man. That's yeah. Cool. Well, uh, let's talk about Waitress some more because they're they're they did a pro shot. Yeah. I didn't even know they did a pro shot. And then like I saw the ticket tracks there. Very sneaky cloak and dagger pro shot. Yes. Yeah. What? And then all of a sudden they were like, we're debuting it at Tribeca or whatever. And I bought tickets right away. I'm going to the first screening. Like, we'll be there. Like, I'm we'll see there. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, it, it's just, I, I love the musical. When, when did all of that come about and what was it like to film all of it that? was really fast and furious it came together like we had just come back to what we do when you filmed it in what? well we call it we call it waitress 2.0 which is the one we went uh-huh. over to the barrymore and it was okay that was like september 2021 yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah september 2021 <laughs> yes. and like i want to say it was like our third week open and they were like we're shooting wow. this thing and you know then there was negotiations about money and whatever but then it, it just came together so fast and we were filming during the day then they would break everything down and we would do the show at night. And then they filmed three shows at night, like for audience. Really? But the, it, what was really cool about it. And like, I, what I think separates waitress generally is that it's not a big musical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Hamilton nailed the live capture because it's a yeah. musical, right? Like that thing is right. a big ass show. And they filmed it like a big ass show and it looks perfect, amazing, clean. They got the close up shots that they needed, but a lot of it was proscenium, but they shot a lot of it. Just go, this is what Hamilton looks like. Right. And it, and it slaps, right. What, what, what is cool about, and I haven't seen the final edit, but what I saw shooting it or, you know, backstage on the monitors and stuff, Mm -hmm. a, it's helpful that Jesse Nelson, one of our writers helped direct the live capture and she comes from the TV and film world. So that's like, that was also very helpful, but, they shot it more like an indie movie, like a lot like, like of steady, the original. <laughs> a lot of steady cams on stage, a lot of close ups, a lot of time spent, a lot of time spent getting the acting up close shots with the principal characters. I love it, and I think that's gonna at least again from what I saw, at least I think that it's gonna make it feel more a little more up close and personal, like a like an indie. Yeah, movie. and I think, like I said, I mean, waitress is indie. Mm-hmm. Even as a Broadway show, like it's got indie music, it's an indie show. And so I think it's going to be very different from the large scale pro shots that we've seen, even something like Come From Away. Yeah. I think that it's going it, to, again, just my limited pie piece of what I saw, it seems like they were going <laughs> for a different aesthetic, which I think is going to be really interesting and really cool. And also Sarah. I love it. Sarah's just great on film too. Oh, I yeah, mean, Sarah's you know, great. and oh my gosh. She's great in anything. I forgot to mention <laughs> Tony Award nominees Sarah, Sarah Bareilles yes oh my gosh I forgot so, so exciting um I mean we both saw that show oh. I saw it a couple of times um and it was just it was very clear that 
to me that she was going to get a nomination and I'm really happy for her and um hardest working woman in show business yeah right there. and and yeah. I think that she's gonna be uh, obviously I saw her in waitress live and she's gonna be amazing on this live capture um she was amazing in Jesus Christ Superstar live five girls ever like she just knows how to be on camera and and be just grounded and, and warm and warm and likable and and vulnerable and all of that so I think it's gonna be really fun for people who maybe didn't get to see her on Broadway or did, but they were sitting, you know, far away to actually really see all of the nuanced things that were going on in her performance of that character. And the goal hopefully is that it goes really well at Tribeca and it eventually gets sold to a streaming service so that people can see it. People everywhere will be able to see this thing that we, like I said, that I would do for the rest of my life. I love waitress. So it's Uh my favorite show I've ever been in. Come from Awake yeah. Peace is my favorite show, but it, it's not close. Come, uh, Waitress is just it was it was everything I needed it to be, and I was in it for five years off and on. Yeah, you know, I was a part of the Waitress family. I still am, but for for five years there, and it's just it was it was some of the best times of my entire career. And and also, yeah. I mean, you know, on a personal level too, and talking about the Janice Jam, it's the show you were doing when you found out your mom had breast cancer. It was the show that you were doing when when she passed, and those people are so formative in times oh. like that, in times of grief, in times of sadness, in times of just being terrified. You know, all of those things. Mm. That, Stephanie Torrance, Ben yeah, Elledge, Tyrone Davis Jr., Julia Bain. Yeah, they, they and, just, every, Jeremy yeah. Morse. They just, you know, Benny and Jeremy stood up in our wedding. They were my two of my groomsmen. Wow. Like it's, um, it's just a special group of people and it's a special show. And I literally, I was talking to Sarah the other day and I, I every time I sign off, at a, a, I'm like, <laughs> thank you for everything you've given me. I say the same thing to Diane Paulus because she directed me in hair and she directed you guys in yes. Neverland. But like, there's just, there's certain people in my career that just the blessings haven't stopped. Like it's, I can't, I can never articulate how grateful I am to Sarah and Diane for bringing waitress into my life. Like I'll never be able to explain it to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just had Diane on this on December in December. Yeah. And I said, oh her, I said that exact same thing. Yeah, I know. Cause you know, you guys got hair and waitress and all of that. And, and, uh, uh, Christine Neverland and waitress and then Neverland and Pippin for me. So we've all worked with oh. Diane uh, multiple times, you know, she's all of my Broadway shows have been with Diane. I so <laughs> I have, Oh, it all to her, you know, yeah. it's great. Um, but yeah, say the same thing and she's, what a human being, what a talent, you know, that is just her directing is, is just out of this world. And so I can't wait to just see waitress again. When I'm with Diane, sometimes I feel like I'm at a Mensa meeting. Like I'm a pretty smart guy and I can talk about a lot of stuff, but like, sometimes I look at her and I'm like, what is it like? You're like, you're so much smarter than other people. Like what does that (laughs) I know. I want a day in her brain. I I want a a day like that upstairs. Like it's just insane. Yes. I will say I was always like terrified of her like <laughs> as a child. I was like, I don't know if you love me or you like, I just like, like really she's powerful. Like, she's a powerful, intimidating force. Yeah. She is, she is something else, man. But she, it's just amazing because her brain is always working and yeah. you can see it. Like mm-hmm. you can see her brain like rolling and oh, figuring yeah. it out and problem solving. And it's like, Oh my God. Like you're so cool. Like, I don't know. It's One of the like, biggest uh, things I, I met her, I met her at 26 years old and then I worked with her again, you know, I guess starting at about what, 34 years old. And so, and I'm a much different actor now than I was then. And I remember we were getting ready to remount this last tour and, and we were going to get to this, the big Earl and Jenna fight scene. Right. And I know yeah. Diane is a stop and start kind of person. She loves to really get in and, and, 
beat every beat and, you know, whatever. And I sometimes get uncomfortable as an actor in a room like that, doing a scene that emotional when everybody's watching. So I went to her the day before I knew we were going to get there. And this is like, this is how also emotionally intelligent she is. I was like, Hey, I'm feeling kind of funny about the work we're going to do tomorrow. I was like, could you, could, could you give me 20 minutes just with you and Stephanie? Wow. And so we can like work it before everybody's watching us work it. And she was, right. she gave me the biggest hug and she's like, oh my God, absolutely. She's like, I want you to feel comfortable, whatever. And we did and we worked it and we all got super emotional about it and whatever. And then the people came in and then we got it right way faster than we would have got it right because she gave the actor what the actor needed in that moment. And it was really, it was right. just the best. Yeah, absolutely. I love everything about her and how she runs rehearsals and everything. Her like character backstories and oh stuff. I was God. like, those are I know. Th- those are brutal and like brutal. literally as my presentation was happening, just like started bawling. Oh, I, was I, like, I didn't even know I needed this. Nick, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nick Belton, who I don't even think is an actor anymore. Before he became an actor, he was the sous chef at a restaurant called The Spotted Pig, which is like it was a really high end restaurant. He has like knife skills and he like knows how to do all kinds of stuff. So for hair, his whole thing was that his place in the tribe was that he was like the guy who cooked us all food. And his character presentation was he dressed a chicken. He like fully like took apart, like took all the wings out and he cut his hand because he was trying to go too fast and finished the presentation anyway with like blood dripping down his arm and then blood on it was like, we're not going to eat that. It was so funny. Oh my God. And then you're like, okay, that let's is- start from the top, Aquarius. And she's like, I need a band, I need a band. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. That's hilarious. What a cast. What a cast. You- you- all of you guys have worked with. I mean, that hair cast. Oh I wish God. I would have seen it on Broadway. I've but seen them not- Matthew- just, just Josh Layman alone. Jo- and literally my favorite he- human being. Oh, of course. But, right. Because you did find Neverland together. Like right. it, yes. yeah, hanging out with Josh Lehman is hanging out with like 25 people at once. Cause he has all the characters. <laughs> what a legend. Literally. What a legend. And the voices he does, oh. the accents he does, he's always switching it up. It's like, what Josh am I getting so today? You know? Right on the edge of getting away with them. <laughs> barely, so barely, but we love him. Him and Carrie Lee Carmelo together oh. in the same room. It was just like Forget the it. jokes would fly over my head. But now when I hang out with them, I'm like, oh my god, what are you guys doing? You, this is literally what you would say when I was like two, and you were like, totally <laughs> like just laughing. And I was on a five minute break, and I didn't go. I think I, I stayed out in the hallway for twenty minutes. I was so unprofessional because Josh was making me laugh. <laughs> Hi, oh, there he is. <laughs> Special guest appearance. Chowder will be at the. Chowder's going to be at the event. We got an outfit yes. for him and everything. Oh my god, obsessed! Yep. I love. Do you guys do like the dog dye, the pink dog? Oh dye? no, no, we haven't, oh, but we we, we should. Oh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh my god, Matt, I got to show you this because this came up on my Snapchat memories the other day. It's us oh, backstage at waitress. My. Oh my god this is some um this is 2017 wow so six years ago yeah it's wild and then i think there's oh that's my dad and i (laughs) um oh there's kate little kate is this fitz is that swenson yeah this is swenson that's another thing that you want to talk about a true gentleman of show business well oh my god very very generous donation to the get just giving page and that Aww. is a purpose. And him and Gavin Creel, and Gavin made a video for the event. Casey did too. Casey Levy did as well. Wow. But Gavin and Will are just two people in this business that I look up to so much. They're they're wonderful people. They're great leaders in a company. 
Will is a wonderful father. I just, I, I could not be more grateful to have understudied Will Swenson two, two different times. He's the best. Yeah. Oh my God. You guys are the coolest people in the world. Seriously. <laughs> you two, I'm saying. Not Will. Well, Will is too. Well, to be honest, no, to be honest, no shade to Will. Will is pretty cool. To be honest, I feel like Will is pretty cool. <laughs> we do love Will. Yeah, he's so good in a beautiful noise. Talk oh my about God. A snub. It was an open night. I can he talk about that. He was so good. You were there? I was there. Didn't I see Why you didn't at the I, I saw you at the party. Oh, maybe I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> then what the hell? Don't listen to me. What the hell am I talking about? Um, whatever. Um, no, we have, we this is this has been a, a treat. This has been an absolute blast. I can't wait to see you guys Monday. Yes. Um, and hopefully everyone listening is somehow in attendance. Yes. Uh, whether it's in person, virtually, um, and in watching live on uh, Omar's channel or in social media, I guess, whatever. Um, and if not, you know, please donate what you can um, if, if you're willing to. And, uh, you know, what you guys are doing with your careers and, and how now you're turning into such a positive light. It's, it's just incredible. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of both of yours. So uh, I can't wait to see what's next in the next couple of years for, for the Janice Jam and what's yeah. to come. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on here. It's so good to like still be in your life, even though, you know, we worked together a while ago and just to watch you like grow up and do this channel and like just have the success (laughs) that you've had and be the person that you are. I'm just like so proud of you and happy that, that I get to be a part of it in any kind of small way. So thank you. We really appreciate it. Oh my God. Christine, you know I love you. I adore you so much. That that tour was so interesting and so fun all at the same time. <laughs> so we go through it together. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure, to say the least. Um, so yeah, you know, you know I love everyone, and um, you two are, are are the best. So now I got the chance to work with Matt recently. I know, yeah, I know, for a day, for a day. Talk so. about a shotgun wedding. We'll get into that on a different podcast. Real, um, yeah, but uh, it, you know, you guys are the coolest people in the world, and I've always looked up to you guys. So, uh, what you guys are doing is truly inspiring, and I, I just can't wait to to be there and and to you know help in any way I can. Thanks, I love it, man. we Thank can't you wait so to see much. you. I can't wait to see you. Two Mondays in a row yes. to see you. Then that means I know. That's oh awesome. my god, so exciting! Awesome. Um, all right, thanks, guys. You guys have so much to take a bow for. Take a bow, Christine Dwyer and Matt DeAngelis. Oh yes, we love a virtual bow. <laughs> <laughs> take about christine dwyer and matt DeAngelis. oh my god i had an absolute blast talking to them i literally could have talked to them for hours uh but again i had to run to the opening night of gray house this week and uh it was so great to to catch up with them and talk to them about the janice jam i will be there collecting content collecting all types of things and saying hi to everyone who comes on Monday, June 5th to the Janice Jam. Come say hi. Come support this wonderful cause. Tickets are literally like $40. You can get in uh, and we'll we'll hang. We'll, we'll do all these fun things. And it just sounds incredible. Uh, it's literally the price of a rush ticket. And guess what? It's literally a donation to the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative because 100% of the proceeds are going to that. Uh, all of these wonderful people who have stepped up and donated tickets or whatever it's been uh, to see uh, and continue to raise money to uh, support.
support the Phyllis Newman Women's Health Initiative is just so freaking cool. Uh, shout out to everyone who's helped and donated already. If you can't make it, you can still donate. And if you can't make it, send a friend. Send a friend to enjoy this art, this literal night of art and uh, a night of cool stuff that you can potentially win uh, for a nice donation, <laughs> um, which is super exciting. And uh, they'll you can send them to do your silent auction bidding for you. Anyways, super fun. Nonetheless, I'm so excited and uh, shout out to everyone who is willing to uh, donate and come and join us. And uh, I can't wait for this wa- waitress pro shot. Oh my God, I was going to say Wicked because Christine was in Wicked, Alphabus Slay. And uh, yeah, so I can't wait for this Waitress Pro shot. I'm literally going uh, to Tribeca Film Festival. I announced it when like the tickets came out because I didn't even know it was happening. But it's June 12th. Super excited. Uh, June 12th is when I'm going. So hopefully we'll see you there. And it's The Waitress, the musical live on Broadway at Tribeca Film Festival. Um, so excited for that. I love Waitress and to be able to see it again is just, so freaking exciting and uh yeah that that's all of the fun stuff that i have for you folks this week again june is crazy we are gonna be just we're taking this thing to the moon in the month of june um oh good rhyme oh my god when he's a writer um anyways when i i'm so excited to to share all this incredible content that we are getting uh for the month of june and i hope that you just continue to enjoy it continue to come back and and, uh, you know, share it, tell your friends, uh, get everyone on board because we are telling stories. We are getting uh, unbelievable, unforgettable content that you guys will not want to miss. And you're going to want to tell everyone and make sure everyone enjoys uh, and bring some smiles to their faces. So I appreciate everyone's support. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I can't wait to have you all back next Tuesday. Well, it's like not even seven days. So it's going to be five days until I see you next. Um, Can't wait. And I will see you all then. Hope you all had a great Memorial Day, uh, long weekend, hopefully, and very enjoyable. And hopefully you all are staying safe. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Happy Pride. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Warren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.